The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting. you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day. And I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them. All in the same spot, and this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now, and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. See, if the boss gave you a gargantuan task with an impossibly short deadline, You did everything you could to get that task done and meet the impossible time demands that were placed on you. Again, why is this? Because you have respect for the authority of the boss and the consequences that would hit you if you didn't get it done. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game university.com. There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness. To continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is go get an energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called 
work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is you are a terrible boss. Before we get into it and remind everybody, I send out a text message every single day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day and do the same thing every week. I call these the daily motivation and the Monday motivation. Respectively, you should be receiving these messages. All you got to do to make sure that you do is text me at my number 305-384-6894. And when those messages go out, as long as you're a member of my text community, we'll give you your options. As soon as you text me, it's free to join the community. You'll be getting those messages. So it's free to get in. Just text me at my number 305-384-6894. Secondly, work on your game university. In the university, we have a four-part framework based on mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. Any of you who has ever wondered what it is like to be coached, like, what if Dre was my coach? All right. I know I need a coach. I need to actually do something about this instead of continuously talking about it and doing nothing. Work on your game university is the place where you can get started. We make it easy for you. Just go to work on your game university.com. You can schedule a time to get on a call with me or somebody on our team and we'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go. If we think we can help you and we feel like you'd be a good fit for what we're doing, then we'll tell you how that looks and how it will work. Again, work on your game university.com. Yes, it is that simple. All that being said, let's get into today's topic, which is you are a terrible boss. Now, I have discussed bosses in many episodes of this show, most specifically in episode 2304, also episode 1465. If you haven't heard those, you can go to workonyourgamepodcast.com. Episode 2304, I explained to you why every organization must have a boss. And in episode number 1465, I explained how to be your own boss. Today's topic is about why you are doing a bad job of being your boss. Uh, Any of you who is you have other people who you are a boss to, or you are just the boss of your, again, as I just explained, every one of us is the boss of our own organizations. Then I'm going to explain to you why your organization, whether that's you personally or your business, if you got people working for you, why your organization is not performing at the level that it should be. And I'm going to tell you the reason up front. I'm not even going to bury the lead. Reason is the boss is not doing their job and that boss is you. All right. So I'm talking directly to you, boss, that the reason your organization is underperforming is because you are not doing your job. And today I'm going to hold you accountable to that and help you understand where you are coming up short so that possibly those plugs can get fixed or possibly you at least know where those plugs need to get fixed because uh, you're probably not going to be able to go and fix it yourself just based on what you hear today. But you will at least know that they need to be fixed rather than being blind about the fact that there are holes in your process. That's the, the biggest challenge that I find with many people is that not that they can't or that they don't know how to fix something is that they don't even know that something needs to be fixed in the first place. So let's get to it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is you are a terrible boss. Understand that any of you who's ever had a job, any of you ever had parents who actually you know, did their job, any of you ever played for a coach on a sports team that did their job, or you had a teacher in school who did their job, all of those people had the authority of a boss, even though they may not have necessarily been you know, by title your boss, but a parent, a teacher, a coach, something like that, a supervisor. The reason why you heeded the rules of that boss and everyone else around you who was on your level, they all heeded the rules that that boss laid down. You know why that was? You know why everybody listened to your mom or your dad or everybody listened to that teacher in school or everyone listened to that coach or everyone followed what that supervisor said? Do you know the reason why? I'm not asking if they did. I'm saying, do you know the reason why they did? The reason people followed that boss is because that boss had the power to enforce discipline. The reason people listen to the boss is because the boss had the power to enforce discipline. So keeping that thought in mind, here's a question I have for you. Why do you, since you're the boss of your own organization, why do you not listen to yourself? Now, people listen to that teacher or that supervisor or that parent that you can remember 
but you don't listen to you. Why don't you listen to you? See, most of the listeners of this show, you have had a boss at one point or another in your life. Again, even if it wasn't a work boss, again, I gave you other examples. Coach, teacher, parent. How many of you have ever had an extremely demanding boss who seemingly did not understand how hard it was for you to do the jobs that they were throwing on your desk? Any of you ever had that type of boss? Someone who just put some impossible task in your lap and say, you need to get this done. And you were looking at it like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. But you knew that that boss meant business when they told you that you needed to get it done. So even though you weren't quite sure how you would get it done, you pushed yourself and got it done. Any of you ever had a boss who was that level of unreasonable? Might have been a parent making you do chores. Might have been a coach having you do something that you didn't think you could do. It could have been a supervisor at work giving you a bunch of work to get done in a short period of time that you weren't sure how, but you figured out how to get it done. Any of you ever had that type of person in your life? Again, people who listen to this show, the type of people who I make this material for, all of you have had this experience at least once. Some of you have had parents who were like this. Some of you had coaches in sports who were like this. And here's the thing. You listened to what that boss said for as long as you had that job, right? And even when they gave you something impossible to do, you figured out how to do it or at least come pretty damn close, right? Everybody agree? Now, here's the question. Why did you do it? Why were you able to do that? Why did you do it? Why were you able to do it? Why did you try? Why did you resolve to figure it out, even though it seemed like an impossible job, those things they were making you do? Maybe it's because you're a really good worker and you wanted to help the company or the family or the team. You wanted to help the organization move forward. Maybe that's the reason why you did it, just out of your personal integrity. You just wanted to do a good job just for the fact that you do a good job. Maybe that's the reason why you did it. I don't think so, though. Maybe that's part of it, but I don't think that's the majority reason why you did it. Here's what I think. You want to know what I think? Main reason why you were able to do something like this? You listened to the boss, even when you didn't want to, because you understood that if you didn't do what that boss told you to do, if you did not fulfill the task that was handed to you, that there would be consequences and repercussions for not following the instructions that were given to you. That's the reason why you did it. You knew there would be consequences and repercussions, and you did not want to have to deal with those consequences and repercussions. Therefore, you did what was told of you to do. See, if the boss gave you a gargantuan task with an impossibly short deadline, you did everything you could to get that task done and meet the impossible time demands that were placed on you. Again, why is this? Because you have respect for the authority of the boss and the consequences that would hit you if you didn't get it done. You respected the boss's authority. Right, if I don't get this done, all right, this is going to be problems. All right, I might lose my job. If it's a parent, I might get grounded or get my ass whipped. If it's a coach, then I might get benched and not be able to play in the games. Or I'm going to have to run up and down the field a bunch of times or run a bunch of laps around the court, whatever it was. You knew there would be some type of penalty if you didn't get the job done. So even though it seemed like something you couldn't do, somehow, some way, you miraculously figured out how to do it. Because you respected the authority of the person in charge. And there's a lesson in all of this, folks. If you can look at this situation and then look at yourself and what you're doing with yourself right now. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go Get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. If that sounds like the missing link in your process, and let me give you a hint, 
It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Let's move on to point number two while you think about that. Point number two, today's topic once again is you are a terrible boss. Point number two, what are the rules? There's a question. What are the rules? See, here's the key to you following the rules and demands that your bosses put on you in these situations, whether you're the boss or someone else is the boss. See, it was clear exactly what was expected of you and exactly what needed to be produced so that you were never in the dark about what needed to get done and whether or not you had completed the task. Let me say this sentence again. It was 100% clear what was expected of you and exactly what needed to be produced. It was measurable, it was binary, it was black and white. You were never in the dark about what needed to get done, and you were never in the dark about whether or not it was done. You knew, or is it done, is it not done? There was a clear line. All right, I got this much, it's not done, I crossed this line, it's done. There was never any ambiguity about it, right? Now, let's look at your current situation where you are the boss of your own organization, whether it's just you or you got 10 people around you. Question, are the rules clear? Is it clear what the rules are in your organization right now? And again, I'm not just talking to people who actually have employees on payroll. I'm talking to all of you because every one of you is the boss of you incorporated. Are the rules clear? What are the rules in your life? What are the standards and parameters that you need to adhere to and abide by? Do you even have them? Do you know what they are? And are you living by them? Are the rules clear? This is the question. Are the parameters clearly laid out? Meaning. When this is completed, this month is completed, this is good. If it's anything less than this, it's not good. Are those parameters laid out? Is it clear that anyone who doesn't even know you, they can just come across you right now, you can tell them the parameters, they would understand it in 30 seconds or less. Is it clear? Do you know, boss, exactly what needs to be done, by when and how it needs to be done? Do you know? This needs to be done by this time. It needs to be done by 5 o'clock, not 5.02, not 5.14, 5 o'clock. Are those time parameters clear? Is how you want things done clear? Is what needs to be done clear? Do people know this? Do you know it? If you have people working for you, do they know exactly what the expectations are on them and they know exactly what qualifies as acceptable versus what qualifies as unacceptable? And even when you do have all of these laid out, let's say you say yes to all of these. Are you respecting the rules that you have set for yourself the same way you respect the rules of your ex-bosses, your parents, and your sports coaches? In other words, do you make sure that you adhere to those rules as if there would be a punishment if you didn't? Or do you let yourself off the hook because you're the boss and you'll just give yourself a mulligan when you come up short? See, you wouldn't do that with your parents. You wouldn't do that with that sports coach you respected. You wouldn't do that with that school teacher. You would not do that with your supervisor at your job, but you do it with yourself. See, you're not showing yourself the same respect that you showed all those other people. No wonder your organization is underperforming. No wonder you're not getting the outcomes that you want to get. No wonder you got tasks that were supposed to be done three weeks ago that are still on your to-do list. No wonder. Now, again, your boss gave you a task three weeks ago. It'll be done three weeks ago because you wouldn't have the luxury of pushing it back. Your boss would say, what do you mean you're going to get it done next week? No, you're going to get it done today if you still want to work here. That's what your boss would have said. Now, what do you say? Oh, it's okay. I'll get it done tomorrow. You see, if you keep pushing things off and 
adding time to situations and allowing for delay and justifying and rationalizing delay and not getting things done and not having clear parameters and not holding yourself accountable, not having it clear exactly what needs to be done, when, where, why, and by whom. If you keep allowing this to be okay and rationalizing it, well, uh, who's going to respect that boss? I wouldn't. Would you respect that boss? Would you respect the boss who is basically allows themselves to be pushed around by the staff? A person who says this is the rule, but then when someone flouts the rule, the boss doesn't do anything. Well, everybody's noticing that. Even if they're not saying anything, they're noticing that. We notice when a boss allows themselves to get pushed around. The boss doesn't have any backbone. When the boss just lets the inmates run the asylum, metaphorically speaking, everybody's noticing even if they're not saying anything and they realize, oh, oh the rules don't matter here. So I can just do whatever I want to do. Right, this goes back to what we talked about regarding the broken window theory in, let me tell you what episode that was. We just talked about that. Episode 2700, fixing your broken windows. People see that the window's broken. Nobody fixes the broken window. Somebody else is going to break another window. All right. Nobody respects it. Is some trash on the ground? Nobody picks it up? Okay, I'll throw some trash on the ground. All right. This lawn is not taken care of. Okay, I'm not going to take care of my lawn. All right. What's the difference? Nobody cares. We're just going to let it go. I was working at a movie theater once and there was a manager. There's a bunch of managers there. This place is a complete shit show. This movie theater I worked at. It was about four or five managers. It was a very big movie theater. And one of the guys was named Tom. He was pretty much in charge of the scheduling and things like that. And he made this rule because employees kept coming late to work. And I was always early to work. I've always had this mindset of early is on time, on time is late, and late is forgotten. And I talked about that in episode, for those of you who don't know about it, episode 14, 12. So I've always had that mindset. So I would always come early to work, even though I knew I could probably get away with being late. And Tom once instituted this rule where he said, anytime somebody's late for work, we're going to put a mark on the, this chart on the wall where everybody can see it. And if you get marked late three times, you get fired. That was the rule that Tom announced to everybody. And one time I somehow got a mark next to my name. I don't know if I had been late or not, but it doesn't really matter. But I had a mark next to my name that said I had been late for work. I saw Tom a couple of days after that mark appeared next to my name. And I said, Tom, I have a mark next to my name for some day that I was allegedly late. And I was asking him, what's up with that? Where'd that come from? And Tom said, yeah, you were late for work on no Tuesday or whatever the day was. And I said, Tom, I was not late for work that day. That was my response. I, said, I wasn't late for work that day. And he said, oh, OK, I'll erase the mark. That was literally the entire conversation. And he did go and erase the mark. So I ended up having gone from having one mark for being late to having zero marks for being late. And that literally, I'm not exaggerating, that was the entire conversation. And what did this tell me about time? And what did it tell everybody else about time? It told us he was a pushover. He had no backbone. Because if I was the boss, let's say the shoe was on the other foot, and I was the boss, and my employee, Tom, came up to me and said, Dre, I was not late for work that day. I got a mark next to my name. I say, well, you got a mark next to your name because you were late. And they say, well, I wasn't late. And I would say, okay, well, let's figure this out. Let's find this out. All right, what we'll do is maybe we'll go check the security cameras. We'll see who put the mark there, who was in charge that day, what manager was running the, the shift that day to find out what time you actually got to work. We'll go check literally what time did you clock in into the system, and we'll find out if you were late or not. We'll get to the bottom of this. We will solve this unsolved mystery and find out time if you were actually late or not. But I'm not just going to erase the mark just because somebody says something to me. See, this is what many of you do with yourselves, though. See, what I just explained it sounds kind of funny. Like you're listening to this story. You're like, Tom, Tom's a pussy, right? He just let his employees just do that to him. Yeah, it sounds funny, right? But then you look at yourself. Again, how many items you got to use to do with today that were on there yesterday? So don't laugh at Tom. Now, leaving that pause in there just like that, because I want to leave time for you to marinate on that. 
See, it sounds funny to laugh at this anecdotal experience that I had with a no backbone boss, but you are probably a no backbone boss to yourself right now. How many of you? Listen, I get the text messages, folks. I got thousands of people in my text community. When someone comes up to my text community, I ask everybody the same question. What's your biggest challenge right now? 70% of the time is something around procrastination, a lack of persistence, lack of consistency, lack of follow through, lack of doing the things that you quote unquote know you need to do. 70% of them. That is you not being a boss to yourself or you just being a trashy boss to yourself. You being a no backbone, no balls, no accountability boss. And that's why your organization is not delivering. So, yeah, again, it's funny when I tell you the story about somebody else doing it. But now I'm holding the mirror up to you. You realize you're laughing at yourself. Now, question. If you have all this stuff laid out, again, are you respecting the rules the same way you would to a boss that actually is going to hold you accountable? Not like my boss from the movie theater. Those bosses there were complete bums. And that's why the movie theater was a shit show. And that's why that whole organization, that whole movie theater got taken over by a different company because they had poor management. Do you show yourself that same respect that you would to a boss that you actually respected, like one of your parents, a school teacher, a coach, a supervisor? In turn, is your staff showing you the same respect? If you demand and command that respect by the way you carry things, then they're going to show you respect. You only have to ask for it because they're going to see that you mean it. If I say anybody comes late to work, you're fired. And as soon as somebody comes to work late, they're fired on the spot. Everybody gets the message. When I worked at Foot Locker, I had a, a staff member. I was an assistant manager at this point. Head manager, a guy named Keith. He did all hiring and firing. There was a guy named Brian who was a staff member. And Brian would continuously come late to work. One day he came to work late. He walked in at like 2.05. He was supposed to be there at 2 o'clock. And as soon as he walked in the store, Keith said, you're fired. Give me your shirt. Took his referee shirt, fired him on the spot. I wasn't even at work that day. But guess what? The news got to me. And the reason the news got to me, because all the hourly employees, they were talking to each other about it. And then the next time I was running my shift at Foot Locker, because me and Keith would basically take turns on each day running the store. So he would get a day off and I would work. I would get a day off. He would work. I wasn't even there when he fired Brian, but I found out about it because everybody was talking about it. Like, damn, Keith fired Brian on the spot for being late. And guess what that told all the other hourly employees? You better not be late because Keith meant it when he said you're going to get fired for being late. He wasn't joking. That's the way you command respect. He didn't have to announce it to anybody. Just be on time. That was the unspoken message through his action. Are you holding yourself to that level of accountability? For most of you, the answer is no. And again, I got the text messages. I got the emails. I'd have the conversations. I know. So question is, why are you tolerating this lack of accountability, this lack of follow through, this lack of getting things done? Why are you tolerating this when you know that the people you respected in your past would not have tolerated it? Why are you tolerating it? I'll use myself as an example here. And this is somewhere that I had to hold myself accountable. I give myself a rule that I want to stop working by 5 p.m. every day so I can start my evening routine activities. I go to bed relatively early. Most of you probably know that. You know, I wake up pretty early. Waking up early gets me canceled off podcasts, as you know about. But on many days, I allow my workday to leak past that 5 p.m. deadline that I have set for myself. In other words, I'm finishing work at 5.05, 5.17, 5.20, 5.30. I'm allowing myself to leak past that 5 p.m. deadline that I have allegedly given myself. It's not really a deadline because I keep going past it, right? So it's not a rule then. See, if you're not holding yourself accountable to a rule is not a rule. It's a suggestion. So my 5 p.m. rule is not really a rule because I haven't been holding myself accountable to it. But as of 
the week that I'm recording this, which is uh, several weeks before you hear it, I started holding myself accountable to this. Okay, 5 p.m. really means 5 p.m. All right, cut the bullshit. I had to tell myself that because I was allowing this thing to stretch past and that that leakage is causing me to lose a little bit of trust in myself and it's going to leak into other activities in my life. And I don't want that to happen. And so I got to hold myself accountable to that. And you need to do the same thing with yourself, even with things that are seemingly small. Like, does it really matter? Does 14 minutes, does that really matter in the big picture of my life? Does it really make a difference whether I'm going to be successful or not successful? No. In the big, big picture, no. But again, it's a thing that does matter because I'm not holding myself accountable. So if I can slip in accountability there, I can slip somewhere else. Then I can slip somewhere else. I can slip somewhere else. See, as soon as you let the first one slip, the next one's easier. All right. So basically, this little slippage is a gateway drug to more slippage. You get what I'm saying here? Rules that are not enforced are not rules, everybody. And any rule that you set for yourself, you must respect it the same way that somebody else set that rule for you. This is one of the principles of being a boss. You want to be a boss, there had to be rules. Bosses have rules and they enforce their rules and everyone knows what the rules are and everyone respects the rules because they know that you enforce it. Now, if you're a boss and you don't enforce the rules, well, you ain't really a boss. You're like, a, I don't even know what we should call you, but it ain't a boss. People follow what the boss says because the boss is letting you know, hey, this is what you need to do. And if you don't do it, there's going to be a problem for you. That's what a boss is. Now, a boss and a leader are not necessarily the same thing, but there is a, and some people like to talk about, well, you don't want to be a boss, you want to be a leader. I say you want to be a boss and a leader. You see, a leader is a person that people follow voluntarily. A boss is people follow because they have to. And there's value in both. There's value in listening to somebody because you have to, because they have a certain position. And if you want to keep your position, you better listen to the person who has that position. Like Keith at Foot Locker, who said, you're late, you're getting fired. All right, that's a boss. Keith was not a leader. He was a boss. And guess what? Nobody was late for work. Does that matter? Yes, it does. So I'm sharing myself as an example here, as a public way of holding myself accountable to my own rule that I haven't been following up to the day that I wrote out these notes, but I am following it as of uh, this week when I'm recording this episode because I'm getting more conscious about it and I'm bringing it to your attention. So if I'm not doing this, then I like an asshole talking about this and telling you all this. I've been talking for 20 minutes about this. I'm not even doing it myself. Then I'm not qualified to talk about the subject. You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them, no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is you're a terrible boss. Understand that what I'm talking about here today is not a motivational message to make you try again at doing this better on your own. That's not my aim, even though some of you may take it that way and nothing I say is going to change your mind about that. But that's not the point. It's not a motivational message to get you excited about being a better boss on your own, because being a boss on your own, you've already tried that and it's not working. Now, let's be honest about it. So while I know that many of you will be motivated by what you have heard here, 
and you decide to double down on figuring things out on your own, I strongly suggest you don't do that. My expert suggestion is that you do not take what you hear on this show and say, okay, let me work harder at trying to figure things out on my own. Because again, I get the text messages, I get the emails, I get the DMs, I have the conversations. I've talked to enough people who go consume material, whether it be from audio, a YouTube video, a book, an article, a course, a conference that they attend. And they say, okay, now I got all this information. Let me go implement and put all this information to work on my own. Most of them don't make much progress. They may make one or 2% forward movement, but not much. Not the kind with the kind of goals that I hear people talking about. Nobody gets anywhere close to that doing things on their own. Again, in my subjective experience, and I've had a lot of it, more than most of you who listen to the show, talking to people who are talking about reaching goals. I, this is literally what I do for a living. So I have a lot more experience than most of you who are listening to this. So I know what I'm talking about. So I will tell you what I do think you should do. Now, if you're open to hearing that. While you don't necessarily need to fire yourself as a boss, you can still be the boss. Thing is, you need to send yourself back to boss basic training. All right, many of you need to go back to training for being a boss because clearly there's some things that you missed the first time around, or maybe you never went to training in the first place. That's actually an issue for most of you. Again, in my experience, you got to be retrained on how to actually be a boss. See, when you're a boss in an organization, they don't just hand you the label of boss and throw you out there to figure things out on your own. They don't do that in any organization. There's no organization in the world where you just walk in, you're a boss, and they say, all right, go, go, figure it out. Nobody does that. There's no organization that never revisits your skill set or revisits your execution. All right. What actually happens, any longtime successful organization continually trains and retrains their leaders to make sure that the leaders stay on point and deliver at the level that they are expected to deliver at. Does everybody agree with this? Everybody agree with this? That any longstanding organization that's been successful over an extended period of time, they never just throw someone into a boss role and say, good luck, I uh, hope you do well. They train and retrain you. They train you at the beginning, then they retrain you over and over and over again over the course of time to make sure that you stay on point doing what you're supposed to do in the organization. Any organization that fails to do that, they don't stay successful. They fall apart. Does everybody agree with this? Okay, so now that I've said that, now you understand why you shouldn't go and try to double down on doing things on your own. Uh, do you understand now? See, I have clients who work for corporations. See, not everybody who I work with is 100% entrepreneur, just start their own organization. I have clients who work in organizations, within organizations, and many of them, even those who are entrepreneurs, have experience working within organizations, and they will 100% co-sign what I just told you, that they get trained and retrained on how to do their jobs. And any corporation, you know what they do? They send their leadership, people who are already in leadership and people who are looking like they may be candidates for leadership. You know what they do with those people? Any of you who works in corporation, you know what they do. What do they do? They send you to events and conferences, company run events and conferences and outside events and conferences. How often? Every month, every quarter, every year, they send email after email. They ship physical materials to you. They make you get on Zoom calls. And what are they doing? They are training you on how to do the leadership job that they are either grooming you for or that they're already paying you for. True or not? In other words, organizations that are successful stay on top of their leaders to make sure the leaders do what they're supposed to do. Period. You work in a corporation, there is consistent training. It's over and over again. You got to take a certain amount of training. I've, I've done a good amount of professional speaking where sometimes I'm speaking and my particular presentation counts as what they call CE credits. In many industries, they have these CE credits. They have this in 
finance industry. They have it in the legal industry. They have it in many industries. CE just stands for continuing education. And when you work in one of these industries, you are required in order to keep getting your paycheck. You must register a certain amount of continuing education credits every single year through events and conferences that you attend and courses that you take. This is 100% in your job employment contract. If you don't do it, you don't get paid. You get fired. Anyone who works in corporation, let these other people know who don't understand how things really work in the professional world. This is how it works. So all of you out there doing everything, quote unquote, on your own, or watching YouTube and listening to podcasts and reading books that you're not implementing anything from and saying, oh, well, I'm doing it on my own. Well, how's that working out? I know how it's working out. Like I told you, I get the texts, I get the emails, I get the DMs, I have the calls. I know exactly how it's working out. So don't even answer the question. If you're not getting continuing education that is done by a professional to make sure that you stay on top of your job, you ain't doing your job nearly as well as you could be doing it, period. I remember working at McDonald's as a high school senior and my boss, I forget the woman's name. One day she was walking around the store. She was the head manager of the store. She was the RGM, as they call it, restaurant general manager. She was the general manager of the McDonald's. And she was walking around one day with her. She had this big clipboard and she was just checking stuff. And she had on this polo shirt, this white polo shirt with a logo on the breast that said Hamburger University. And I thought it was a joke, like Hamburger University. Ha ha, who goes to Hamburger University? I mean, I knew it was McDonald's, but I figured that that was a joke. And so I realized that McDonald's really does have a place called Hamburger University. That's a real thing. Hamburger University is a real place. And it is really designed to do what? For McDonald's, the corporation, to train the managers of their stores and the leaders of their stores, franchisees, people who own McDonald's franchises, you have to go to Hamburger University. You must. If you own a McDonald's or you are a head manager of a McDonald's, you are required to attend Hamburger University and learn how to run the McDonald's franchise in the proper way. This is not a joke. Look it up. You can't be a manager at a McDonald's of a McDonald's or own a McDonald's franchise without attending Hamburg University. McDonald's, the corporation, will not risk you running one of their franchises into the ground without getting proper training from them on how it's supposed to be done. And you know how much it costs to open a McDonald's franchise? A couple million dollars. That's your couple million in the hole before you make any money. It might take you seven years to make, recoup your investment. And you still got to go to McDonald's Hamburger University, and they're going to tell you how to do it. You can't do it just how you want to do it. Yes, you're going to give us $2 million of your money, and then you're going to come to our school, and we're going to tell you what you can and you can't do to run this store. That is how it works. And this is how it works with many franchises, by the way. McDonald's is just an example. Name any big corporation that's been around for a long time. They all do some form of this. You got to do all this stuff just to get in, and then we're still going to tell you what you can and can't do once you get in. You're not working within a big organization, yet you're still a boss. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to create your own continuing education. And again, you need to be invested in this, folks. You need to invest in your continuing education. I'm watching YouTube videos and listening to your podcast. Listen, I appreciate you watching my YouTube and listening to my podcast. But even I, I have you a bunch of videos on YouTube and a bunch of episodes on this show. I still invest in my personal and professional development. I invest over 50 grand a year in personal and professional development. In 2024, I want to take that number up to 100 grand in personal and professional development. I'm not telling you that to impress you, but to impress upon you that the people who are playing at the highest level, they're investing their time, 
money, their attention, their energy, and their focus, not one of those, all of them, into their development and their growth. This is usually done, again, those of you who are independents, you do this through joining masterminds. You do this by getting into coaching programs. This is the investment that you make because you don't have a corporation around you providing the structure for you. So you got to provide it for yourself. But there must be actual structure. Watching five YouTube videos a day is not structured. And again, if that's all it took, then how many videos get watched on YouTube every single day? Why are most of the people watching them unsuccessful? If that's all it took. Don't matter which ones you're watching. If that's all it took, then why are most people not successful? You can't answer that question because there is no answer. I just told you the answer over the last 30 minutes. So let me recap my points. Today's topic, once again, is you're a terrible boss. Again, I've discussed bosses in many episodes of this show. Listen to episode 2304 and 1465. Then I'm going to tell you why your organization is not performing at the level that it should be. And the reason is the boss is not doing their job. And that would be you. Point number one, boss's rules are heated because they have the power to enforce discipline. The only reason anybody doesn't listen to a boss is because they don't believe the rules are going to be enforced. Number two, what are the rules? All right, people should know what the rules are. They should be very clear. The parameters clearly laid out. People should know exactly what needs to be done by when and how. Even when you have these laid out, you got to make sure you are following your own rules. If you're not following rules for yourself, holding yourself accountable to things you tell yourself you're going to do, regardless of, any, of whether or not anybody else knows about it, you have no authority to hold anybody else accountable. Number three, this is not a motivational message to tell you to go do it on your own or double down on trying to figure it out on your own. You already tried to figure it out on your own and you are here. You're you right now. Trying to figure it out on your own has made you into who you are right now. All right. Is this the person that you expected you be by this point? And listen, I'm not saying this to try to make you feel bad. I'm saying to hold a mirror up to you. This is what it's supposed to be. All right. This makes you uncomfortable. It's supposed to. If you want to be comfortable, then you don't need to have goals. Take all your goals and throw them in the trash if you want to be comfortable. If you want to go to a higher level, you need to be uncomfortable. It's my job to make you uncomfortable. And it's your job to do something about that discomfort besides rationalizing it and telling yourself that it's okay. And again, let me say again, I get the emails, I get the texts, I have the conversations, I read the DMs. Right, so I know what most people do. So the whole point here is, folks, every large organization, any corporation you can name, they train and retrain their leaders on how to be leaders and how to do it the right way. If you are an independent, you are not working within the confines of an organization where they provide the training structure for you. You need to be providing it for yourself. I mean, you need to be financially investing in getting training for yourself so you can go to a higher level. And listen, I know many people who work in corporations who, even though they work in a corporation, the corporation provides training, they still go and invest their own money into getting more training outside of that so that they can move at a faster pace than their peers because they're looking to get an edge outside of what everybody else is doing. Now, again, Let's look in the mirror, folks. What are you doing? And then you should look at what you're doing or what you're not doing, and it should make complete sense why you are where you are. All that said, text me. See, in my text community, my number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. If you want to work with me directly, it's the only way to make it happen. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Links down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. 
make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple. It means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself besides water and my protein shake. I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D, a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partnered with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. If you ever get to working with me, one thing I'm going to tell you is you need to drink more water. I don't care who you are, what it is you do. So I have something exciting to help quench your thirst for knowledgeable and clean hydration. This is called Aqua True, the ultimate water purifier that will have you saying cheers to a healthier lifestyle. Now, we all know the struggle of staying hydrated. Some of you don't like water. Some of you forget to drink water and some of you are drinking water out of plastic and you're basically killing yourself at the same time because you're ingesting plastic at the same time you're ingesting water. That's why AquaTrue is here to revolutionize your sipping game. So say goodbye to those flimsy plastic bottles and to that plastic that you're drinking and say hello to the next level of refreshing hydration. Let me tell you why AquaTrue is the real deal. First of all, clean and crisp perfection. You are not just drinking water. This is pure, crystal clear delight. So no more funky taste, no more strange odors. Now you just have the ultimate freshness. It's like having a personal oasis right there in the middle of your kitchen. Secondly, AquaTrue is keeping it real because they're all about transparency, just like that crystal clear water that you're going to be drinking. AquaTrue fills out all the nasty stuff that comes with drinking from plastic bottles and your body will thank you for making this switch. Trust me on that. Number three, the hydration game is strong. You are a hydration superhero. And if you're anything like me, I drink 200 ounces of water a day. If you're even close to that or even half of that with AquaTrue, you will have the cleanest, tastiest water at your fingertips, making it very easy to reach your hydration goals. And number four, goodbye to plastic and hello to the planet. Let's save our planet together. By ditching plastic bottles and opting for AquaTrue instead, you'll be making a positive impact on your health and on the environment at the exact same time. This is a win-win. Good for you and it's good for the planet. Oh, and guess what? We got a little something special for you. You're going to get a refreshing $100 off of any AquaTrue model today so you can start your hydration journey in style. So you're ready to take the plunge, right? Here's what you do. Go over to workonyourgame.com slash AT. That stands for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and dive into the AquaTrue experience. Your body and the planet will thank you for it. As a matter of fact, I'll thank you in advance. That's workonyourgame.com slash AT. Workonyourgame.com slash AT. 
AquaTrue is making hydration awesome one clean sip at a time. So let's drink to a healthier you.